Hello, friends. Hello, 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 friends. A tradition unlike any other. Oh, 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 oh my goodness. In your life have you seen anything like that? There it is. Adam Scott, a life changer. Mashed potato. Here it, here it, here it, here it comes. This is the 19th tee, Kieran Marsh, Nathan Drudy back with you. Drew, it's really excited. Uh, we kind of flagged this on the weekly show uh, not all that long ago. Uh, and I say that because I'm not entirely certain when we're dropping this. So it might have been the most recent Monday. Maybe it was in recent weeks that I flagged a new uh, mini format of episodes coming the way of the listeners. Um, this is born out of our state of origin uh, episode that we recorded. And if you haven't listened to it, we urge you to. It's a good bit of fun. And we, we had a great deal of fun in researching that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we thought, let's try a bit of a who am I? Yes. So the idea of this is that one of us, um, for this inaugural who am I episode, uh, that's me in this hypothetical, has gone away and selected a golfer. And what we'll do here is run through kind of the biographical information of said individual. And the other person in this scenario, you, will have three guesses, can interject at any stage, but has three guesses to try and and obviously identify uh, said golfer. And then we'll probably just have a bit of a yak at the end around this individual and, and kind of how we feel about them. I would suggest at least for the first few episodes, it's going to be people that we love. Uh, because that's where we gravitate towards. At least that's where I've gravitated towards. Excellent. Um, it's not Jordan Spieth. I'll put no, that I out. I haven't started because that was way too obvious. Yeah, that was way too obvious. And this episode would have been over before it started. So that's the idea. It should be a bit of fun. We'll try it. Um, we certainly welcome your feedback at 19T Podcast. As always, good, bad, or indifferent, we welcome your feedback. Uh, so let's do it, Drutes. Okay. Let's have a bit of let's have a bit of fun. So I've, I've got my pen and paper just to take some notes as well. Take some notes. Love so that. that. You know, just so I want, and to that's, that's, I want to be prepared. Well, that's right on brand. You, you, that's that's the data guy. Oh, well, Mine will definitely be feels. I um, want to win. Obviously, I know, I but you'll win. you'll track this. I will. Don't I'm just worry. watching a. I'm just watching a show called The Americans. Not sure if you've ever seen it. Fantastic no. show. You okay. remind me a bit of the the FBI agent Stan Beeman in that. Just just meticulous, meticulously data driven, detail driven. All right, here we go. All right. I was born on the 13th of December, 1988. I was the number one ranked amateur golfer in the world for 36 weeks, spanning 2007 and 2008. And on January 24th, 2016, I reached a career high fourth in the official world golf rankings. That's a bit of a headline, right? That's just a bit of a headline to start. I'm going to pause here to see if you want to make a guess. I'm tipping no because I'm giving you a whole deal of information here. No, can, can we just pause so I can do the maths on 1988? How how old is that? Well, to, I'll give you context. I'm 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 89. So this person is a year older than me currently. I'm 33, 34. Okay, this person's so currently 34. 34. Yeah, great. Uh, born in California. I'm not going to narrow it down because California is a big state. I was born in California. I attended the Murrieta Valley High School, where I was essentially self-taught. On the driving range. In my senior year, I won the SW League final 
across two rounds, 64-69, leading my team to the state finals in 2007. I went to college. Now, I have chosen here not to tell you which college because course, I yeah. think that gives it I think that gives it away. Now, whether or not that dictates future episodes, but I've chosen just to tell you that I didn't make the jump straight from high school. I've attended college. Okay. Can you tell me what conference they were in? The way they went to school, something like that. Well, <laughs> it might become clear. <laughs> I might it might become clear here as okay. I work my way through a college okay. career. Okay. So I'm in college. It's not a small college, put it that way. Okay. It's 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 a college of note. Okay. As it relates not only to golf, uh, but more broadly through the NCAA system in the United States. Yeah. I posted my first collegiate victory at the Fighting Illini Invitational hosted by the University of Illinois in 2007, shooting 203 across three rounds, 70-63-70 to win the tournament by one stroke. In the summer of 2005, I won the Western Junior and competed in the US Amateur, where I was defeated by the eventual champion, Richie Ramsey. In 2006, I shot 137 across two rounds at the US Junior Amateur and was knocked out in the second round of match play. Philip Francis, the eventual winner of the US Junior Amateur in 2006. I represented the United States in its victory at the 2007 Walker Cup, where my record was 2-0 and in foursomes and 1-1 and in singles, making my overall record 3-1. and Billy Horschel was my partner for both victories in the foursomes at the 2007 Walker Cup. That year, I won the Sanahana Amateur in June and the Players Amateur in July. The following year, 2008, I repeated my Sanahana Amateur Championship. And in the first round of the US Open, I was in a tie for seventh place at one under with a 70 as an amateur. I was one of three amateurs to make the cut at the US Open alongside Derek Fatauer and Michael Thompson. I ended the tournament in a tie for 60th. In October of 2008, I played on the Eisenhower Trophy team that finished second. I was the leading individual player. The following year in 2009, I made my second and last appearance in the Walker Cup. I won all four matches in which I played for the US, and we won by a seven-point margin. My partner was Bud Corley in both the foursomes. I also finished third in the Sunnahammer Amateur in 2009, winning the Ben Hogan Award that year. Then really I turned good. professional. <laughs> yep. No, no, that's fine. Then I turned professional. 2009. It's my first year out as a pro. First runner-up finish of my career is on the Nationwide Tour in a Children's Hospital Invitational, losing in a playoff to Derek Lamley. After the Walker Cup that year, sorry, is when I turned professional and played the Albertsons Boise Open on the Nationwide Tour was my pro debut. In September of 2009, I signed a multi-year equipment deal with Titleist. Also signed a deal with Rolex. I'm making a great start to my professional career as it relates to endorsements. Mm. My first ever event as a professional, how's this for a bit of trivia, on the PGA Tour, was the Justin Timberlake Shriners Hospital for Children Open, where I finished in the Tide for 7th out the door. My second PGA Tour event was the Fries.com Open at the Greyhawk Golf Club in Scottsdale, Arizona, tied for 2nd with Troy Madison in a three-way playoff that included Jamie Lovemark. My score of 18 under par included a hole-in-one on the fifth hole of my final round. So I'm T7 in my pro start. What did I say? T2? 
in my second start, including a hole in one. This is very also difficult. Notched, <laughs> yeah, I also notched like an eagle. at it. <laughs> I also notched an eagle in my first uh, in each of my four rounds in that in that tournament. In November, I finished tied for second again with DA points, two shots behind Mark Brooks in the Pebble Beach Invitational, an unofficial money event on the PGA Tour. And in December 2009, I successfully gained my card for the following season, 2010, the PGA Tour, finishing T15 at qualifying school. So we go to 2010, and this is where the snowball starts running down the hill. We finished second at the Phoenix Open with a score of 15 under par. In June, I notched my third PGA Tour run-up finish at the Memorial in Ohio. I entered the final round in the lead, but I shot a 73 to finish behind Justin Rose. Also happened to be Rose's maiden PJ Tour victory. This performance took me into the top 50 for the first time of the official world golf rankings. In September, I signed a clothing deal. I'm not going to reveal who that is because that'll give it away. But a significant brand I signed a clothing deal with. In the same month, I was also chosen as a captain's pick for my first US Ryder Cup team at the age of 21 years and nine months. He, I became the youngest ever U.S. Ryder Cup player to that point. And only European Sergio Garcia was younger when he made his Ryder Cup debut in 1999. I four-footed a hole during foursomes competition on the first match day because of a rules violation by taking a permissible free drop from muddy conditions in an improper location, a mistake that the U.S. captain Corey Pavin attributed to my inexperience. On the final day of the competition in the singles match, Eduardo Molinari was my opponent. I birdied the last four holes to halve the match, having been down four after 12 holes. I was crowned rookie of the year that year. Somewhat controversial in many people's eyes because I claimed it over Rory McIlroy in 2010. So he's starting to give you an idea of the people he's around and his ilk. Yes. Doesn't 2011. Make it easier though. People probably got it, but this is... It's hard to like think while you're still talking at the same time. Yeah. Well, well, do, you want me, do you want me to pause no. here? Because No, no, no. No, okay. keep going because okay. I need more information because everyone that I've got in my head, is I just don't think is right. Okay. This is, I, I'm actually quite – obviously, we don't know because um, this is only a two-way conversation between you and I. I'm curious to know at, at this point how many of our listeners are aware of who this person is. Okay. July 2011 – I'm tied for the 54-hole lead at the AT&T, but an early double bogey on Sunday derails my opportunity to break through for my first PGA Tour win. Two weeks later, I finish in a tie for fifth at the Open Championship at Royal St. George's. In August, I finish in a tie for second at the WGC Bridgestone Invitational behind Adam Scott, lifting me to a career-high 28th in the world rankings. At the PGA Championship in 2011, I card 74, 69, 75, 68, to finish with a six-over par total of 286 and a tie 51st. Early on the third day, I rocketed up the leaderboard with three birdies in the first five holes, only to falter later in the round with two triples, effectively ending my hopes of a first major championship and still a first PGA Tour win. At the first FedEx Cup playoff event in 2011, I finished T52 at the Barclays. The following week, I again finished T52 at the Deutsche Bank the second playoff event after carding a disappointing six-over final round of 77. At that point, I was 37th in the FedEx Cup point standings and required a strong performance at the BMW to qualify in the top 30 for the Tour Championship. I finished in 48th, finishing 43rd overall in the FedEx Cup, earning me $132,000 bonus. Mm. 
In October, I break through for my first win as a professional. One Asia Tours, colon, Korea Open, securing a six-stroke victory over Rory McIlroy. I end the year 32nd in the world, heading into 2012, where I break through for my maiden PGA Tour victory at the Wells Fargo. First extra hole of a playoff. Replaying the 18th hole, I defeat Rory McIlroy. It's becoming a theme. I've got a little bit of an edge over Rory early in my career and DA points with a birdie to gain my first tour victory. As I say, I shoot a 69-300 in the final round to finish in a three-way tie after 72 holes at Quail Hollow. The win enabled me to break into the top 25, placing me at 24th in the world. The following week at the Players, I play the final hole at 11 under par and have a birdie opportunity to bring me within one Stroke of the lead, an eventual winner, Matt Kuchar. I pushed my putt, finishing a tie for second. The fifth second place finish of my career already. The only notable thing to happen for me in 2013 is I'm a runner-up. Four strokes behind Adam Scott at the Australian PGA Championship in 2013. 2014. I tie for fifth at the Masters in April. And then I have my best finish of the entire year at the US Open, Pinehurst number two, where I'm runner-up, which also counts as my best finish at a major to date. I've got another second-place finish at the Open Championship at Royal Liverpool at Hoylake, where we go this year. I began the final round six strokes behind Rory McIlroy, finished the day tied for second with Sergio Garcia at 15 under, two strokes behind, of course, Rory winning. 2014 Open Championship. At the next major in August, the PGA Championship, myself, Phil Mickelson, and Henrik Stenson, and Rory battle for the title on a rain-soaked Valhalla Golf Club. Despite holding the lead for a good portion of the day, I end up in a tie for third. I was only the third player, alongside Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods, to have finished in the top five of all four majors in one calendar year, but the first not to win. I had top... 10 top 10 finishes during the 2013-14 season. My eighth place in the Tour Championship moved me to 10th in the World Golf Rankings. Am I pausing for a guess? No, this is this is so difficult. I don't even... I'm trying to think of players that are even 34 years old and I'm struggling to find anyone that's actually 34 okay. years old. We go to 2015. T12 finished at the Masters. I earned my first win in over three years with a playoff victory at... The Players' Championship in May. Trailing Sergio Garcia midway through the final round by five strokes, I played the final six holes, six under par, including an eagle at the par 5 16th. After a birdie on 17, my final birdie of the round on 18 left me at 12 under par. Both Sergio and Kevin Kisner had birdie attempts to win on the 18th in regulation. Both missed. We all went to a three-hole aggregate playoff to decide a winner on hole 16 through 18. Myself and Kevin Kisner went par, birdie, par to tie it one under, while Sergio's three pars left him at even, and he was eliminated. Me and Kiz went a sudden death starting at the 17th, where Kisner's tee shot landed within about 12 feet of the cup. My tee shot finished inside of five feet, and when Kiz's birdie attempt slid by, I respond by making a short birdie to claim the players. In total, I played the final 10 holes in eight under par. 
I then go on to win the Aberdeen Asset Management Scottish Open on the European Tour in July, shooting 12 under par, 268. I win the Deutsche Bank Championship in September, the second FedEx Cup playoff event by a stroke of Henrik Stenson for my third victory on the PGA Tour. 2015 is a lucrative fucking year for me. As Who won the 2015? Was it Ricky? It's Ricky Fowler. Yeah, I thought I was. I didn't think he was born in California, to be honest. And Ricky I also Fowler. didn't know so, that he was thirty-four. Yeah, well, I mean, he's born. Yeah, December oh. December 13, 1988. Okay, that was a lot harder than I thought. So currently, well, I mean, he may not still be there, but uh, overnight he was having an absolute time. At Wimbledon, I don't know if you saw the get-up between himself, uh, Jordan Spieth, and particularly Justin Thomas looked like something out of The Godfather, um, mm. to be honest. Uh, but yeah, Ricky. Ricky's our first. Okay. Who am I? I thought he was relevant for a variety of reasons. Uh, obviously, not least of which the manner in which he's playing at present. Uh, and and people who've listened to this podcast for the better, better part of four years have heard you and I wax lyrical about how much we love the man. I thought it was a really good place to start because in the Venn diagram of currently relevant and always relevant now hearts, he's uh, he's right in the middle. Uh, mm. Now, the two things I excluded in terms of piece of information, I didn't, I, I told you he went to college. Yeah. I didn't Oklahoma tell you he went to State. Oklahoma State, which I, I feel would have narrowed it down significantly. Yes. And then you may not remember this because um, I kind of stumbled through it quickly, but I mentioned uh, I'm just trying to find the year as I go through my notes. Yeah, 2010. In September, I signed a clothing deal. I just left it at that. I didn't, yes. I didn't finish that sentence with our great friends at Puma. Yeah, that would have helped. Um, but I also feel like that uh, that would have made it incredibly yeah. overtly clear. So, I, Ricky Fowler. I wanted, I wanted to say Ricky for a long time, but then yeah. I was like, no, nah, he's not 34. I just didn't think that he was 34 years old. 34. So, yeah. there you go. And... Yeah, helping, obviously, you know, giving away who won the 2015 players, that was helpful, but also yeah. then coupling it with that he won tournaments at uh, in Illinois in college, that kind of helped as well. But that was that mm. was a lot more difficult than I anticipated it to be because I'm trying to take notes, listen to what you're saying, and also think about who it is at the same time. But yeah, look, to go. be fair, I, obviously I was selective with – and uh, not telling you where he went to college or who he signed a clothing deal with. I thought it was probably a little cheeky, not you know, to to amend the results of the 2015 players. So we, we'd probably kind of reached a, a nexus there where I couldn't avoid a no. fact. But I think um, it had gone on long enough. You know, you'd given me about five to six minutes worth of <laughs> of, of clues. So I think that's fair. Yeah, there I I'm gonna be really curious to see how my approach differs because I, I get the sense personally that I'm probably going to burn guesses a lot quicker than you. <laughs> um, I, I, I I may be tempted to um, take a stab after that first two or three sentence headline introduction. Go for it. <laughs> so, I mean, however you want to play the game. That was good. We, will, we, like will, we will see. That was a good bit of fun. I like that. That was enjoyable. Um, yeah. And it was good, again, to research. I think that's probably, and I think maybe it's been the experience of the of people who listened to that that state of origin episode, which was the, I suppose the genesis of the idea for this format. It's nice, I think, to look back on the career of someone who is in the, I suppose I'd say the twilight years for for one of a better term with Ricky. Like we know that Ricky's got less golf ahead of him than he does behind. I think it would be fair to say, 
And I think it's a big part of the reason why we're enjoying his renaissance is that he's mm-hmm. found it again at a time where it's this perfect combination of of maturity, perspective, and his game being back mm-hmm. that's leading him to play the way he does. And it's actually really nice to reflect on he was class and is class, but he was so, so good when he broke on to the tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I really enjoyed, if nothing else, about this exercise is just having the opportunity to sit and reflect on you often lose sight because we're we're so prone, Druids, to recency bias and we're so prone to the shiny new thing. And it's happened in recent years, whether it's Morikawa or Hovland, you know, Zalatoris for a period of time there before he's mm. gone through his injury struggles, Sam Burns. Like we just forget as early as literally 10 years ago how mm-hmm. good these guys were, you know, and that's it's it's a cool part of the exercise to go back and understand that he was a truly, truly world class player, Ricky. Yeah. And and it's a big part of the reason why, you know, his return has been so popular. Agreed. Uh, it was great. I enjoyed reminiscing on some of those tournaments and results that you mentioned, particularly in the majors mm. in the early days were, were phenomenal mm. and going toe to toe with Rory and um, yeah, some pretty, some pretty cool stuff in there. So I did enjoy that learning a little, a little bit more. I won't forget uh, that Ricky Fowler was, uh, had all those great things going for him now. So. That was good. Good clues. Well done. Very sale of the century, like. Some absolute wild haircuts. Yeah. But the fashion's one thing, like, you know, and and that's that's probably one thing that stands out in people's memories of Ricky is his choice of clothes. But yeah, the the haircuts, looking through some photos, wowee. Yeah, I bet. There's a lot going on for Rick, (laughs) early doors. Anyway. I love it. uh, That's that's been enjoyable. So yeah, I hope you had fun playing along. Uh, No doubt, probably screaming. Yes. Uh, Druids, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> earlier than, than he was, but that's half the fun. So give us give us your feedback. As we said, we love always to hear from uh, from our great listeners. So if you enjoyed it, great. If you feel there's areas for improvement, maybe just wait until Druids gets his out of the way. Give us a sample size of two and we'll go from there. But uh, I think that'll be a nice little addition to drop in at random points uh, for your listening pleasure moving forward. So that's who am I, Druids. Pleasure. Thank you for taking... Uh, the short straw is the first guesser. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to to select and 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 drive the format for the first time. And I look forward to doing it all again. 